month we are discussing Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. You can find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. For those of you who don't know, we digest the book by breaking it into easily eaten portions and the first up is always the amuse-bouche Kaz Brecker aka Dirty Hands up and coming gang leader of the dregs falls into a merch offer to retrieve the inventor of Yoda Parem I do not know if I'm pronouncing that right by entertaining the never before breached sanctuary of the ice court a continuation of the Grisha world created by Lee Bardugo and you can find her on Twitter at Lee Bardugo. El Bardugo. Oh, also, we should probably introduce ourselves. Hi. Hi. You're Annie. (laughs) (laughs) Let's introduce each other. (laughs) We'll go like in a triangle. A love triangle. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yes. This is very white. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Annie. Yes. She's part of for Forever Young Adult San, San Francisco. Francisco. Forever Young Why Adult. Why did that just remind me of Game of Thrones when like Jon Snow first met Daenerys and he's like, <laughs> this is Daenerys like Targaryen, you know, whatever, like mother of dragons, breaker of chains, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that episode. It was good. I actually <laughs> felt like this is more like love connection. <laughs> She's an arts administrator from San Francisco. Let's give it up for Annie. Woo-hoo. Awesome. This is Brit. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, one of the writers for Forever Young Adult Headquarters and Our also newest. San Francisco chapter member. Yes. And Woo-hoo. Harry Potter let's Harry Potter professional. Brit. Oh, professional. Thank you. Yeah, let's <laughs> give it up for Brit. Woo. <laughs> and last but not least, this is Jenny, the fearless leader of San Francisco Young Adult hey. from FYA Headquarters. Since 2013. Damn. Bad college essay editor extraordinaire. <laughs> That's true. Pokemon <laughs> master. If you follow me on Pokemon Twitter, you'll get master. my grading tweets. Pokemon master. Are you literally a Pokemon master? I In- might be. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have a Snorlax, you guys, and I'm really angry about that. <laughs> Are those uh, rare? Pokemon? Yes. Yeah, so this worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going, guys. We have added an additional part to our story <laughs> called the... I'm already laughing. The husband Sorry, cover guys. input. <laughs> Ask a husband. <laughs> Jenny, would you like to tell us your husband's yes. take? My husband's name is Adam. And Adam knows about YA, you know, to the extent, like, if I'm freaking out about Raven Boy, it's like he knows... <laughs> He knows if I scream, oh, my God, Maggie Stiefvater's got a new book out. He, he knows what that means. But he doesn't know that much. So <laughs> I showed him the cover of Six of Crows, and he says, this is clearly about someone reading tarot cards at a Ren fair. Also, it's a Raven Boys knockoff. Because of the wings yep. and crows instead of ravens? Yep. And he's currently in Seattle with his best friend, Ian. So if you want to hunt him down and uh, give him what for... Let me know. 
He says that it's about a plain young woman who would describe herself as unremarkable but ends up with multiple dudes <laughs> fighting over her. Six? Yeah. Which, I mean, sounds good to sounds me. Sounds great. Yeah. I would like that better than an actual <laughs> Anyway, next. Uh, I asked Jamal and he said, it's six crows playing a card game <laughs> or playing cards with crows on them, which I also <laughs> like. Clearly, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, so I showed this one to Garrett. Remember last month, he got it pretty much right on the nose. This is the literal opposite. I showed it to him and he goes, well, clearly it's about one impossible heist. And I'm looking at the cover right now and it says six of crows. And then the little like tagline is six dangerous outcasts, one impossible heist. Yes. I was like, well, yes, because that's <laughs> on the cover. And he said, well, the heist is there's six crows who, you know, don't get along with the rest of their flock. <laughs> so they broke off from the flock. And the heist is. They're going to break into a pet store to steal all the bird seed. <laughs> and it's impossible because birds don't have opposable thumbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, I would like that better than the actual book. No. <laughs> okay, quick poll. I loved it. Loved it. I did not get through it. I have some thoughts. <laughs> I feel really bad about not liking it because every single person I know seems to love it. Never feel and bad. The sequel's a little bit better. Well, and Lee Bardugo is a genuinely awesome human, so I would so awesome. love I would love to love this book. But I don't. I actually hated it. <laughs> Stand by for more. <laughs> <laughs> we divide the book uh, like a meal. And we always mention the things they ate or drank or listened to in the novel. And our appetizer for this story is dried reindeer meat and sweet yum. rolls. Yum, yum. Also, Ketterdam and the Grisha. So this is going to be very, very fantasy oriented for those of you who haven't read it. Oh, or yeah. Are Can not I? Familiar. Let, yes. me just, let me interject here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> This is my rant coming out. <laughs> Please. I love a good rant. I know that. So for anybody who follows along on FYA, you know that I'm mostly the historical fiction person. And Mandy Curtis, who picked this book, is mostly the fantasy and sci-fi person and that sort of thing. I would like to be clear that I don't like this book not because it's sci-fi fantasy. Well, it's fantasy. Pure fantasy. Because I do like some fantasy I was really thinking that this was going to be like Megan Whalen Turner's The Queen's Thief series, and uh. I thought it was going to be, oh, I'm not going to say good. <laughs> actual history. Mean. You were hoping for actual history. No, no, because that's fantasy. Mm. Queen's Thief is pure fantasy, but uh, no, I was just, I was hoping for, like, what I really loved about The Queen's Thief series is that there are slow reveals and what you think ah. you know at the beginning of the book is not what you know at the end of the or, or what, what you find out is very different so i was hoping for more of that instead i got characters i didn't like and backstories i didn't care well, about. i mean who didn't you like there are all, of, all of them outcasts. there are six outcasts <laughs> oh yeah one impossible heist six outcasts <laughs> who are thumb. magically the best at everything they do when they're only 16 or 17 years old 
sorry, Lee Bardugo. I mean, the ultimate fantasy. Really this like is like you. the ultimate YA fantasy for me. Like, I wish I had this book when I was 14. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, and, you know, I'm not opposed to fantasy. You and I have both read, like, the Dragon Riders of yes. Pern series. Yes. I, mean, I will stand for Anne McCaffrey. <laughs> yes. I lived on those. However, Six of Crows, no. Nope. Interesting. Nope. 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 I might not have, like, world building is, like, a really big thing for me especially in fantasy mm-hmm. um so i might not have liked it as much if i hadn't already read the grisha trilogy mm. because she goes like way into detail with like the grisha and their magic and like the different um countries i guess like the way they treat the grisha differently oh. so, like there's one like ravka for example yes. the grisha are like taken at like a young age and trained to become like part of this like elite army but then in like Fierda like grisha have to live in secret because yeah. they're hunted like they're called like witches and yeah. like you know they're whatever um so i l- really liked all that and she doesn't go into as much depth in this book because she's already done it mm. so i think having that background like helped me just dive right into this one but if i didn't have that i'd be like wait what <laughs> so. i didn't have the background and i was confused but also it's like right up front you know you get mm-hmm. the page that's like these are the different Grisha mm-hmm. things and the different types of magic they have. Yeah. And I was still confused even in reading the book, but because I, I kept referencing it, mm-hmm. actually, I kept turning. I'm a, t- I'm a turn back person. If there's a map, mm-hmm. I turn back. If there's like a cast of characters, I turn back like whatever. I, if you have that at the front, like I will reference that. So I really appreciated the map that like these are the different parts of the Grisha and whatever. And like, even though it was like throw you in, no preamble you better know this world i still found that i was intrigued and and also thought that she fleshed it out in a way that helped me like enjoy it Mm -hmm. so i didn't think it was necessary that wasn't a problem for me like i could pick up on what was going on and like you you know if it's if it's really confusing i'll turn back but usually i just plow ahead but I didn't like any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about Not what was happening. Any of them? None. Nina and Matias. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Nina and Matias. Like, I just I love their relationship. Their relationship because, like, is one of my she's favorites. She's like a Grisha, and she's like you know Grisha and proud or whatever, like <laughs> not ashamed. And like Matias is from Fierda, so like his natural instinct is like he's a Driscoll, right? Like a former mm-hmm. Driscoll, like a witch hunter, yes. Grisha hunter. So like he's like you're like dirty evil <laughs> sinful witch i want to kill you but then also want to do you yeah. yeah also she's like the sexiest she's yeah. literally the sexiest oh, yeah. one of the if sexiest ya seen, characters i've ever read mm. if you guys haven't seen kevin wada's art for six of crows that made me think that okay i'll give this book another <laughs> try mm. even though like we were at bea book expo of america and uh they had this huge setup with uh, the Six of Crows characters, and they had like life size banners with Kevin Wada's art. It was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And Sarah Posh Deluxe on FYA says, You know, it's not often that an illustrator can make characters look hot, <laughs> but those people are hot. And I yeah. was like, Yeah, maybe I should try this again. <laughs> And I did because you know obviously it's our uh, it's our September book club pick and I tried and I tried really hard and then I switched to and like Kevin Wada's art was the impetus for me to be like yeah should do this again because they are hot and I like reading about hot people I like <laughs> looking at them I like reading <laughs> about them <coughs> and uh, but it wasn't to be I texted Brit. I was just about to talk I, about that <laughs> I texted Brit and I'm like 
tell me what happened. Like, <laughs> makes me so want to read this again and go, I tried, yeah. you guys. I tried. <laughs> she, she did try. She did her best. And I thank her. I even read a detailed recap on recaptains.com or whatever, whatever their URL is. And I didn't care. I gave it to 100 pages and I bailed again. Mm. So if you that's give it to a good, 100, um, that's, yeah. that's legit. That's a good it bail was, point. It was, a, it was my third time. I'm like, I'm sorry. This isn't sticking and I have other books that I have to read. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I hear that. Yeah, I mean, the 100 pages is like a legit, legit bail yeah. point. Well, sure. it, it makes me sad because I wanted to like this book so much because everybody I know <laughs> likes this and I knew you guys were going to love it and... I, I want to be part of the club too. <laughs> I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't sure at first. Yeah. I really wasn't. It, yeah. It took some reflection after yeah. the fact and be like, damn. <laughs> you know? It wasn't until I really got into the Mateus Nina relationship. Oh, my favorite. That was really where I was like, oh, I'm here for this. Yeah. Like, whatever else happens, like, they're cool, whatever. And, like, I enjoyed the two boys relation, like, that relationship as well. I was like, yay, we have, like, queer gay couples. And, yay it's not totally straight and yay they're diverse but also uh, i mean really just that interaction between those two was my favorite and i i wrote that down the most like that was the thing that <laughs> just i, I w- just like literally turned on yeah reading that story <laughs> like literally turned on which hasn't happened in a long time like not since i was a teenager and why i have to be honest like not since i was reading really yeah and i and i read that and i was like that is sexy <laughs> <laughs> i just i love how they have to get over their prejudices mm-hmm. about each other and that it's not insta love mm-hmm. like you can see it develop over time and it takes like a lot of like self-reflection and i don't know i yeah. liked it i really liked it i felt realistic um, in a fantasy world in a fantasy <laughs> world <laughs> well the f- this particular fantasy magic. world is ketterdam which is world building from a dutch empire that's definitely like the place it comes from, which I think is interesting. It wasn't the first one I'd read recently. Also, Cold Fire. Ah. Also, Cold Fire I don't is think World. That's bu- YA though. You don't, is that? Yeah. What I is believe it's adult. Fantasy. Is it adult? Okay. Cold Magic. I think. Cold like Magic. Sorry. Kate El- Elliot. Kate Elliot. Cold Magic. Cold Fire. Cold Steel. Yeah. Which I just finished, but also from a Dutch Empire perspective. Really. Like, there's more than that to the world, but the first one they are in what essentially is Amsterdam. Yeah, I, d- I definitely picked up on the Dutch vibes in this, and that w- that was very interesting. I also read some reviews from people who were like, how are we supposed to know? Like, well, <laughs> how about uh, the it's clear. A, the canals, yeah. B, the language, like the names for everything are taken like straight from the Dutch language. But I mean, you know, obviously bastardized a little bit, but... It's called read the author's note, people. <laughs> oh, I didn't read the author's note. Oops. <laughs> I mean, but for real, though, like, if you want to know things about the <laughs> book outside of the story, you read the author's note. Um, I mean, I always no, do. No, we're very anti-knowledge here. Uh. Uh, we don't <laughs> want to know any things. I always, I, yeah. I've, I, I mean, I have a fantasy of being an author one day, so I would hope someone would read my note. So I always read the author's note. You oh, wrote so that. So I do I. Well, and the acknowledgments, because I like to know who's who's important in that person's life. Oh, and also, like, I just, I read this book when it first came out, and I haven't reread it since. So it's like discovering it all over again. But I just flipped <laughs> to the author's note and um, own voices, because Kaz walks with a cane, mm-hmm. and Lee Bardugo says that she has a degenerative yes. condition called osteonecrosis which she says basically translates to bone death 
and like she has to walk with a cane occasionally so yeah yeah you know i actually really not a fully like able-bodied protagonist right but like speaking from personal experience as well so yeah no that i like i respect everything she does i just didn't like it this wasn't for you no i really love the comedy brute I thought that was an interesting part of the story. Is that does that come out in the Grisha novels as well? What the comedy brute, the different characters of the of the, so that okay. Sorry, like I said, it's been a while since. I've okay, <laughs> so I don't know what it's called in our world, but you have like the doctor with the long nose, and you have like the traditional styles of masks that dictate the traditional characters and it's usually like an Italian comedy style but in this story we have the comedy brute which is like the Dutch version of that where they have like there is a character with a long nose but I can't remember if it's the doctor but they have the red woman and the um there are these different characters and when they go to the prison and the rich people go to the prison to see the fight it's basically like a blood sport they wear these masks in disguise or when they're on the on the street and they don't want to be seen or they want to be in the like more uh nefarious parts of town they wear masks and outfits from the comedy brute to so that they're disguised from their true selves um i can't really remember because the majority of the grisha trilogy takes place in rothka i think Mm. not in For some reason, that brought to mind like the different um, types of Grisha wear like different colored robes or whatever. Yeah, it's not that it's like specifically this, and I'm totally missing what the name of it is, but I definitely feel like it's the Italian comedy like Punch and Judy comes out of it. But there's like a whole list (laughs) of of characters. There's like the doctor always has a long mask, right? And there's like Like the plague doctor. Yeah, the plague doctor. Okay, but like it comes out of this very old school. Old school is not the right term, but very like old traditional comedy, like theater where. Oh, Commedia dell'arte? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. History <laughs> nerd. <laughs> also, I grade American theater. Yes. So I've, I was searching for that while you were just No, seriously. <laughs> that, like she has a version of that in the story that she calls the comedy brute. And it's like a more oh, blunt cool. version of it, which I really liked because I thought that was a nice turn, like a nice world building mm-hmm way to do it like oh we're all familiar with these characters but i'm gonna make up my own version yeah it's like a sla- uh, precursor to slapstick exactly okay yeah but also it's like a it's a trope it's basically a theater of tropes mm-hmm. like if you are wearing the mask of this character you will always play these things you will always say these things you will always be in this scenario yeah, yeah it's definitely shorthand yes shorthand for sure and then the other thing i liked that you brought up already Britt, was the grisha versus the puritans oh <laughs> but I loved how they called the Grisha, which are essentially, or Grisha, which are essentially witches, the masters of the small science. Mm. <laughs> like, why is that the small science versus the large science? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 13, so that sounds real funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Our main course for this story is Yurda Parem, which plays a huge part of the book. Also, soup with skin. So gross. which they eat at one point it is a drug so addicting and powerful as to collapse the world economy and of course the first thing i thought of was opium yeah i've Mm -hmm. read a lot of his story on opium oh yeah and definitely like collapse and create and change and modify the world economy i thought yeah yeah, for sure 
Well, and then with your mom being a public defender and me being a criminal defense attorney, like th- when I saw your outline, see, I didn't get really this far into the book, but when I saw your outline, I was like, oh, I can talk about that. <laughs> I think that's a really cool thing to put into a book. I think that people don't really understand how widespread drug addiction can be and how profitable it mm-hmm. is for a lot of people. So that war on drugs. That yeah. to me is fascinating. Tell me about how that fit into the book, please. <laughs> Essentially, it's the book is set in what mirrors like the 1830s of yeah. our time, and mm-hmm. so at that point in in real life history, you the U.S. or the British Empire is like going through the opium wars with China. Right. And so you know that it's literally changing the world economy, this drug and tea plus opium because they're interlinked. But I think what's more interesting now is that we have these really very new versions of this. You know, people are still addicted to opioids, but now we see this heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. And I go to, to go to work at Civic Center. We were talking about this earlier. I go to work to the Civic Center BART stop in San Francisco every day. And the amount of drug use mm-hmm. that I see Just every out day, in the open. Out in the open. Yeah. yeah. Literally out in the open. Yep. Needles I, and everything. Needles and everything like yeah. in people's pipes. arms. Yes. Yep. That too. That too. Although at work it's more the opium. On the In the Oakland side it's more crack. Oh, um, right. mm. I was walking to work the other day and uh, was like crossing the street a block from my house. And these guys pulled up in a car at like 6.59, maybe 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and uh, it was like, hey, you want to smoke this? You got a pipe? You got a pipe, you got a pipe, you got a crack pipe. And I was like, dude, it's not even 8 a.m. yet. Like, where's your coffee? (laughs) But no. (laughs) That is their coffee. No, it is. (laughs) I mean, I get it. But it was just, uh, you know, I'm like not even awake going to work. And these people, like, that was what was happening. And then I get to work and uh, I sometimes work really early in San Francisco. And so I see the transition of, like, people getting up, shooting up first thing in the morning. And uh, I've seen, like, a lot of weird things. But um, my roommate actually works in a part of town that is, like, very heavily drug street folk. And he saw someone shooting up into their neck using a mirror. Oh, my God. At, like, 5 o'clock daylight on a Wednesday. You know, like, I just... Like the intensity of that is mirrored in this story in a fantasy way, but it's still like that addiction. I think she did a really good job of making that addiction so real. Yeah. Like the drug use is if you use it once, you're gone. Yeah. Just literally in this book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting because it was like so targeted, which like, I mean, in the real world it is, but it's more like subtle or like more kind of hidden i guess but literally in this book it's like no we want to make like a super super powerful grisha army of like super grishas we don't care if they die Mm -hmm. in the process so if you guys were actual ya's what would you think about this depiction would you have thought that it was too out there or would you have been like regina morrow in sweet valley high trying cocaine once and dying of a heart attack it was definitely a dare version of the drug. Yeah. Yeah. Like you try it once you're hooked. 
you know, dare is like a scare <laughs> tactic, you know? Yeah. All right. So it's the Regina Morrow. But also it's the way they defeat their enemies. Okay. So it, it admits the strength while being completely cognizant of the weakness. And I thought that was very well woven. Yeah. I don't know what I would have thought of it as an actual YA. I was very goody two shoes. Same. Yeah, so I probably would have been like, oh no, drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Would have been Garrison. before or after my pot smoking, like before 16 or after 16. <laughs> <laughs> it took me way longer than that to try it. I think senior year of high school is like when I tried it for the first time. Senior year like of college for me. Wait, wait. Are you going to tell your getting high for the first time story? Please tell us the story. <laughs> so I was in the band because, like, I was one of the cool yes. kids. What did you play? Piccolo. <laughs> no way you played piccolo. Well, I played flute. It was a sport. It was the sports band. Yeah. We okay. weren't marching, but we, like, played at all the games. Yeah. I played oh, flute, cool. but it wasn't loud enough. So <laughs> you're gonna play in the so band. I learned how to play piccolo. Oh I play God. clarinet and trumpet. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was like the um day of one of the basketball games or something we were playing it, and so like didn't seem like there was any point to driving home and coming back, so we were just like hanging out after school, and like <laughs> one of our friends was like, "Hey." <laughs> Um, and she was like a pothead, but like the rest of us had never tried it before. So <laughs> I think she felt like a little like giddy Isolated. that she was like the one like introducing oh, us to it like, or whatever. <laughs> and her house was like close to school. Uh, well, yeah, I I went to <laughs> this like ridiculous preppy, like snooty private school in L.A. And her house was like in the Palisades. So there was like the woods like right by her house that so we like traipsed down into the woods a little bit. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and we got high and, like, had snacks. And <laughs> <laughs> That's the um, most important part. That is it. And listened to, like, Jimi Hendrix or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <gasps> of course you did. Oh, this is this Not is even like Radiohead. It was Jimi Hendrix. This I'm is pretty like sure. a YA novel. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm really excited right now. And my girlfriend at the time... Who I don't think had also ever done it. We tried to do the thing where you blow the smoke into the other person, oh. like you kiss or whatever, and like transfer the smoke. Yes. It, it was probably super awkward because we <laughs> didn't really know what we were doing. And then we get back to Hannah's house. <laughs> Hannah's the one with the pot. And um, sorry, Hannah. Britt just called me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another girl that was with us got so excited that she went to her email and like emailed. Her best friend or whatever, like but she just got high for the very first no time. No way. Left it open on oh. Hannah's computer. No. <laughs> this, yeah, this is a wild. So novel. like we go to you know our band game and I was a little loopy <laughs> and I had a friend named Alex at the time who's not my friend anymore because one time I tried to meet up with him and he couldn't find parking so he ditched me. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Screw anyway. you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, you're a little weird. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the next day, Hannah comes to school, and she's just got this look, like, uh, and we're oh. like, what happened? She's like, well. <laughs> and she turns to, like, the girl who uh, had written the email. Oh, she's like, well, my mom was in my room and saw my computer, oh! so thanks for that. Like, I'm grounded forever. 
And because we're selfish teenagers, we're like, she's not going to tell our parents, is she? <laughs> yes. And Hannah's like, I don't know. And I don't care. Right. Because, like, I'm in trouble now. And we're like, but are we going to be in yeah. trouble? <laughs> like, the, that's the most important part. Priorities, <laughs> Hannah. I don't think that any story could make me happier. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. You had clearly such Hannah a better needed a better screensaver and or lockout policy Obby. on that computer. <laughs> and now we know what not to do or what to do if we have children. Don't let your children <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is not safe for children. Oh man. To learn dirty words <laughs> and that adults are not really very cool at all. No, I mean you guys are. I'm not. No, nah. adults are terrible. <laughs> but it in the they also the the six characters. I was actually like really impressed that she managed six characters. Although some of them get better treatment than other. But um, now that I know you didn't read it, I don't know if I can ask you this question. But I was gonna ask, oh, which character did you like Oindor feel the most akin to? I thought that they were all terrible. <laughs> I hated them all. I read about their backstories and was just like, nope, don't care. Um, I thought that when Kaz was like, I'm a monster, that's what monsters do. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me, I'm hideous. <laughs> so I think I rank him at the very bottom, but they're all kind of milling around. I'm sorry, guys. I really don't mean to shit on anybody. No, Kaz brain. is terrible. He's actually terrible, and and actually, Lee Bardugo knows he's terrible, even though oh, that's she good. Cause yeah, no, he has no redemption in the is, book. Oh, is it no redemption because that's what his character is supposed to be like, or is it no redemption because he's a monster? No, it's no redemption because even when he tells the girl who he loves he loves her, he still can't actually, like, he actually has no feelings. Or, like, he actually has no humanity because he's lost it. <laughs> no, it's like... Yeah. yeah, but I mean... A different take. No, I mean, like, his... When we do finally learn his origin story... That's in this book? Yeah. I, I get his it a origin story is in Crooked this book. Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. All of them are. His brother... <laughs> Sorry. His brother who yeah, they oh came to God. the city with and his brother dies of the plague. That was like... And he ends up on a plague. Chilling. Anyway, this... And like why he always wears the gloves. Yes. I was like, oh, I Because he can't touch people because oh. he was on a boat of dead people. <laughs> that's like traumatizing yeah. as fuck. Like, For I real. get you now. Yeah. Like, you can have your space, Kaz. <laughs> like, you, you need it. Like, go do you. Who's the little... Who's the girl? Inej. 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 Or, I don't know. I love her. I liked her a lot. I She's wanted to be her. Like, I, I think she was my favorite just because she had the knives that she named. But I definitely feel like if we're going to self-identify i'm like i'm a nina <laughs> because i feel that like body wise and also just like i like she's very bold but i think i would rather be inez i always like want to be the shy killer but i'm much <laughs> more the like vibrant <laughs> like sexy being which That's is true yeah she is. very yeah it's you know i would like i would like to be the person who fits into the shadows but i cannot I literally cannot fit into the shadows. I try. People people see me immediately. It's very it's very obvious that I am not the shadows. Yeah. Okay, which one is the one that lived in the brothel? Inish. Inish. Inish whatever. Yeah. Or Inish. Yeah. yeah. I don't So With she was rescued or whatever got out or whatever and she magically becomes the best at her trade within a year? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm very angry at this. Well, she was already a 
acrobatic master because she was raised in a essentially like Roma household, Roma yeah. gypsy household where she traveled around as an entertainer and was a like trained as a young person on climbing. So that's why she can like basically scale walls oh, or whatever. Sure, I, can, I can buy that, but but then the knife thing is all Kaz. Kaz's ideas. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I, I feel like if you did, if you were a young person and you came out of being trafficked mm-hmm. and your redemption was you learn how to do this or you go back to being trafficked, you might learn how to do that really, really well. Yeah, but but the best in your field like the absolute best that's that's where i really i i couldn't deal with this book is because everybody's the best like sure give me these characters with all of their different personalities and their different talents and skills and stuff but give them some flaws like to me their flaws were all personality wise and not i don't, I don't know and not skill set that's yeah. true their flaws are personality yeah it is that that is that is a true critique I think the thing that I liked about Inej is, like, you see a lot in TV where, you know, there's a woman who's, like, not necessarily the villain, but, like, really unlikable, and then you find out she was raped, and suddenly, like, it's like, oh, I get her now, and oh, poor, whatever, like, Melly in Scandal. Yeah. And, like, with with Inej, it didn't feel like her background was used to, like, for sympathy or to make her likable, but just to understand her, like, determination to, like never again yeah. yeah oh and I, I like that too and let me be real clear that i i am fine with unlikable characters i just thought that i did not like any of these people <laughs> and i thought that their flaws were not realistic so why weren't their flaws realistic because they're all personality and no, no skill set hmm. i have to think about that my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of dissent. She's making uh, Annie and I second guess our love. No, I'm no, just... No, no, <laughs> don't, don't second guess your love. You guys should love what you love. I'm just explaining why I didn't like it. I did really like the banter between the characters. I have a couple of these written down. One of the first ones is was on page 181 of the library copy, <laughs> where... I can't remember who's saying this, but he says, fine, if Pekka Rollins kills us all, I'm going to get Wyland's ghost to teach my ghost how to play the flute just so I can annoy the hell out of your ghost. <laughs> Brecker's lips quirked. I'll just hire Matthias's ghost to kick your ghost's ass. My ghost won't associate with your ghost. Matthias, Matthias says primly, then wondered if the sea air was wadding his brain. <laughs> it's true. Like, there's a lot of that in this, like, jokey, jokey, we're cool kids. But I also think it's like, how do you create levity in a dire situation? You know? Yeah. But I, I liked it. It was funny. It was very funny in a way that I appreciated. That I definitely th- sounds like, you know, y- y'all know I'm a monster. I dog ear pages. <laughs> I, I'm Kaz. When it comes to like books, I'm a monster. You are Kaz. <laughs> um, where is your cane? <laughs> but. Well, she'll probably dog ear pages with that gonna too. She's going to slip on her gloves. In yes. the, anyway. <laughs> um, for a very sensual experience, I'm slipping on my gloves. I'm gently turning the page corner. <laughs> oh, I'm creasing it. Oh, I'm pressing it down harder, harder, hard. Oh, yes, that page is ruined forever. <laughs> oh my God. That does sound like a quote that I would have bookmarked, but it says something to the absolute 
gorgeousness of this hardcover. It is beautiful. That I did not fold down a single page. No because way. Bravo. Stained edges. I mean, yeah. Oh. Like the black stained edges and then the sequels <laughs> got the red edges and like no I read way. Kindle books. Like I don't even buy physical books that much, but I was like, it's so pretty. Yeah. No, you can't you can't fold I, down. I couldn't even yeah. mm. <laughs> it, it is a really beautiful book and I actually think one of the things I liked about the story was that it was very aesthetic and beautiful as well. Yeah. That, that really called to me. It I think made me want to love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, like, with contemporary, that visual edge is often lost for me. Oh yeah. And with fantasy, you are allowed to go full tilt. And they totally went full tilt in the story. Like I was saying with the comedy brute, like that's so visual with the um, houses of ill repute. Everybody's in their like uniform or the the peacock woman (laughs) in this story. Like Mm -hmm. one of actually you should read it just for the peacock woman. (laughs) But like just that alone. And then there's this whole concept. Inej was in the um, menagerie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a house of prostitution, but all it's essentially the house of prostitution that's like diversity of prostitution <laughs> where all of the different specific ethnicities are mm-hmm. given an animal character. And then at this like final scene oh dear. lead up, they all have to wear the cloak or the outfit of the character of their ethnicity. And so if you are this, you are the fox. And mm-hmm. if you are, you are this, you are the horse. And if you are and it, and it really plays out well, that where like I sexy could animal. It's not, but I could really see it though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, I can see this. I could see this book scene for scene. I could see it word for word where like oftentimes the contemporary is just like gray space. Yeah. And then shit happens. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I think it says a lot that all of our husbands had way more vivid descriptions or speculations about what this book was about ba- versus what the memory book was about for example mm-hmm. so well in roses and rot you know jamile yeah. nailed it that it was kind of gothy and <laughs> i think what what did he say literary or something along those I lines i can't remember but he really did nail it yeah he did with and a very vague cover yeah I, yeah I did not like that cover her paperback no, cover is much better but oh uh, really yeah i really didn't like that hard copy cover no no Isn't i don't either but the next month's book just text on like a green background it kind of is <laughs> um, i'm oh, oh just happen to have me <laughs> yes we do there are um there are actually animals because oh, it's okay. called the female oh. of the species so, so I, I can't wait to see what the husbands think of this one i, oh, I already asked you, about, but you we did talk about it later yeah. <laughs> yeah well we'll tell you next month i'm already well. upset that the two girls on the cover are blonde and the main character is not blonde that, that kind of leads into the dessert me. oh yeah it's true yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, waffles. Again, this being the Danish, you know, (laughs) setting waffles, they eat a lot of like very specific Amsterdam style foods. If you've ever been there. But uh, diversity of characters and love interests. How did this work for you? Um, oh my god, I don't know if I want to read this whole thing. (laughs) But I I actually, she's got a quote. (laughs) I actually wrote, I'm not going to read this, but my one of my favorite scenes is when Nina and Matthias finally get naked next (laughs) to each other um and I wrote it (laughs) down on Bart and I remember just like frantically writing because I it wasn't on the phone it was like actual book actual writing and then watching everybody watch me be weird (laughs) (laughs) but I needed to write it down because it was very sexy Annie you're not the weirdest person on Bart but it felt weird but anyway for all of those of you know all those of you who've never been to san francisco or the bay area that is bay area rapid transit (laughs) 
and it's full of characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. More than six, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I have a certain quote. I've already like gushed about the Nina and Matias relationship. <laughs> um, that's probably my fave. Yeah. I mean, the scene I wrote down is is like a classic. We're gonna have hypothermia if we don't get naked and lie next to each See, other. This is. <laughs> I mean, I do. I have like no quotes to share. I'm always like, yeah. oh, let me like bust open my dog ears. <laughs> I I don't know where my quotes are, you guys. <laughs> oh, Macmillan has thwarted you. So anybody who wanted a quote at this point, you can write to Macmillan, who publishes Six of Crows. <laughs> But it it was, I mean, like I said, one of the first times that I've actually felt like adult sexy in a young adult book in a long time. Interesting. And I I will, you know, I know we've talked about like young adult versus new adult or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine if this had tipped over in a new adult. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your fantasy weenie. <laughs> Our drinks for this book are hot chocolate. Again, very Dutch. And it's super action-oriented. It really, like, can't stop, won't stop. My quote for this one is on page 159. Wylan, Jesper said, giving him a little shake, maybe your tutors didn't cover this lesson, but you do not argue with a man covered in blood and a knife up his sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there are a lot of, like, really good moments like that where they're just, like, telling each other, hey, like, don't fuck with the killer over there. (laughs) Like, literally just don't mess with them. Common sense, y'all. Part of what I really loved about this book is like a lot of times books fall into either being like really action driven or really character driven. And I feel like this was just such a nice balance of both. Like we get to know the characters really well, but like it's go, go, go. Like the action never stops. And it's like, oh my God, it's like still like really fast paced. And but we also get that like deep understanding of one of the biggest complaints that i saw and heard from because i i mentioned this on goodreads that it wasn't working for me and i desperately wished it would and a couple of people wrote to me and they're like yeah for me it didn't work because uh, during the action scenes like then all of a sudden there's a flashback Mm. so how how did you guys feel about that I was okay with it. Yeah. To be honest, I think it's so clearly not a first novel. Mm -hmm. And it's so clearly not a first world novel. Oh, see, because I wouldn't have been surprised if this was her first novel. Oh. No, I I mean, I knew it wasn't, but. I I think that she would not have been given the space, and it's a long book. Oh, yeah. For sure. To do it if she had to world build with the background of the Grisha and to... Mm -hmm to not have had something published i think it's like too much of a risk with someone without like something published and like has a fan base if you didn't have a fan base you wouldn't have been able to write this book yeah but i as a first comer to lee bardugo i loved it and i'm going to read all of it i just (laughs) have to make time for it what was your question About whether or not the uh, I'm the not stupid in my class. I hate. <laughs> <laughs> raise your hand, Britt. <laughs> Why don't you raise yours? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I know that happened to me. I, I just survived my first week of school, and Woo! one of my little kitties um, was talking when I was teaching, and I told him to raise his hand. He said, "Why don't you raise yours?" So he spent some time back in second grade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is where you fist pump in victory on Brit's behalf. That's freaking amazing. 
I wish I could send men back to a previous like <laughs> small Mario. Yes. Previous small Mario. Mario. <laughs> yes. You know it. Previous life also might you know he didn't learn the lessons last time. Right. Come back when you've learned them. Anyway, question was <laughs> <laughs> before we get too off track. Uh, did during the action scenes did the flashing oh back yeah. to backstory? I think so because you liked it. Yeah. Because it helped us. It didn't seem like random. It seemed like mm-hmm. related to the moment that they're in. And then we have this specific flashback and it's like, oh, now we know why they're acting the way that they are in this scene right now. Okay. So I thought it was like woven together. Well, I don't know. I'm like, I like flashbacks in general. I do too. I like more knowledge about why. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't, and it didn't interrupt things yeah. for me. Because And again, the book is just like given more space. If she had had a more intentional editor or someone who like was trying to sell something for the first time I don't think she would have been given that space but because it was obvious she already had an audience like you get more space then you just do mm-hmm. you know and oh, she, she's a rock star yeah and it was clear that they trusted her and it's so nice to see a relationship where there's like an author with trust and like earned trust you know I'm gonna go back to cold magic again that first novel, I was mad because I was like, clearly their editor did not <laughs> like help them as much as they needed it. But then I got sucked in and read the rest of it, and I was like, oh, I get it now. But yeah. I still think that first one needed more partic- more meticulous like editing. But in this one, I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yes, I'm fine. It's super long. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening. It's okay because I need all of this to understand the world and where I'm going. If I haven't read these other series cool (laughs) all right i guess we're done with that unless we want to say anything more no except (laughs) that read the queen's thief series by megan Allen turner it is the best the first one is middle grade all the way however after that it becomes holy shit the best books that i've ever read in my life enjoy (laughs) enjoy We're going to say thanks for joining us for our September 2017 pick. You can find us on Twitter at the number four ever YA and the rest of our social media accounts, including Facebook, Instagram, Goodreads, Tumblr, and Litzy by visiting foreveryoungadult.com. Next month, October 2017 is The Female of the Species by Mindy McGinnis. I freaking love it. Beware, this one comes with a lot of trigger warnings. Oh boy. True that. Yes, it does. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We always appreciate having you guys listen to us. Please give us feedback. <laughs> Please, like, I really want to know what you think because this is like an experiment for and my life. So, yeah, and also <laughs> just tell us we're smart and pretty. And if you want to send. <laughs> Because you can see us right now. Yes. <laughs> we, we will post some photos um, so that you can more accurately admire us. <laughs> True. Also, feel free to send cocktails yes. and desserts and that sort of thing to us. We <laughs> completely accept them and we love you all. Correct. Yes. See you next time. See you. Bye. And it keeps it out of sight. When the shark bites with his teeth, dear, scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy clubs, though, 